0: Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled
1: to my Chevrolet. I climbed down up inside.
2: Well, good morning, everybody, four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and I'm your host for the next two hours while we talk about car, car repair problems, symptoms, estimates, what do you think about this, what do you think about that, and I'll fill you in on what a week's worth of the car guy's life is like But if you have a car question, now's the time to call in. The lines are wide open, and Jeremy is all ready to take your call, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. At Quality Transmission, they don't have different grades of repair. You always get their best effort. While they're not the cheapest in town, they do quality work, and there's a whole lot of shops that are a lot more expensive than they are. Over 90% of their business is for repeat customers, or their customers have referred new customers to them. They're a member of the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, and even though they have one location, all the other members provide a nationwide warranty to one another. Quality transmission has been serving these Valley since 1977. Give them a try. I know you'll be happy. You did. All righty. I uh, got a really nice letter from a guy by the name of Mike and uh, him and I had discussed a problem with his car and, and the problem was is that he had done some air conditioning work and the new compressor was rapidly clicking on and off at idle. And he had mentioned to me that the new air conditioning really loaded down the engine in fact it caused the engine to stumble and stall at traffic lights. I thought it was a drivability problem. You, Mark, thought it was a low pressure switch on the AC and offered some easy tests to check out the latter. I'm writing to let you know that the problem is solved. Short version is, while the low pressure switch may have been a contributing factor, it turned out to be the idle air control motor. With in the old days in the with a carburetor, we had a screw and we could turn the screw clockwise and raise your idle, or we could turn it counterclockwise and drop your idle. Then we had this electronic solenoid called a kicker motor, and when you were in drive, your idle, let's say, would be 700 RPM. When you turned on your air, you would lose about 100, so you'd go to 600. Well, the kicker motor, we would adjust to give you back the 100. So air off in drive, you were at 700 and air on in drive, property adjusted, you would be at 700. We did that kicker motor, and we plumbed that, electrified that kicker motor in the air conditioning circuit, so it only worked when the air conditioning uh, was on. So we didn't kick your idle up to uh, for no reason, unless, of course, the air conditioning was turned on. The idle air control motor on a fuel-injected motor, pretty much everything since 1996, We don't have that screw to turn anymore, although there's lots of screws in that area. There's going to be those of you that are going to look at yourself right now and smile, because you've been turning on those screws, and in fact, none of those screws have anything to do with your idle. The computer controls the idle, and the computer monitors a bunch of things. It monitors how hot or cold the engine is. It monitors what gear you're in. Are you in park, or are you in drive? That makes a difference. The computer also monitors your speed because it doesn't care about the idle if you're doing one mile an hour or five miles an hour. If you, if it sees throttle activity through the throttle position sensor, then it doesn't care about the idle because your foot's on the gas. And so we don't care about the idle at that point. Keep in mind the computer's capable of like 3,000 transactions a second. So it's moving pretty rapidly on, on your car. The idle air control motor is just exactly that, idle air control. The short acronym is IAC motor, but idle air control. What we do is is we have this tunnel of air, and we have this cone that closes the tunnel. But when we want to raise your idle, we open the cone just a little bit. Just the thickness of a paper maybe, four thousandths, three thousandths of an inch. So we just open it up a little bit then a little bit more, and we open it till we see the RPM that the chart says that we should find. So in the morning when you're cold, when your engine's cold, the computer looks at the chart and says, oh, it's 40 degrees. Well, let's see. The chart says at 40 degrees, I should have the idle in park at about 900, and then after the car warms up, then I should put it at 700. Okay, but this is pretty rapidly. This has happened pretty fast. So the idle air control motor does nothing more than open and close an air passageway to raise or lower your idle. Turns out that he had a really dirty idle air control motor. And when he thought that the air conditioning was loading the engine unnecessarily causing the idle to drop, what was really happening was that the idle air control motor was dirty and the the pipe that it sits up against was dirty, and there was a lot of carbon and buildup of trash over hundreds of thousands of miles. And he ultimately replaced the idle air control motor and cleaned the orifice where the idle air control motor goes, and voila, everything's fine. Now, you just can't replace the idle air control motor. You have to go in there and synchronize three things. We have to synchronize the throttle position sensor. So if the computer and the, 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 the data will say to Mark, Mark, I want you to turn the key on, engine off, and I want the idle air control motor to be at zero counts, zero to 100. I say, fine, I got that. That's where it's at. Now I want you to back off the throttle position sensor to where it says 0.613. So I back off the throttle blades using that screw that you should never touch to 6.0 or point or it's 0.613. So I do that. And then it says, OK, we're done. So I have the throttle blades where I want them. I have the idle air control motor where I want it. And now I'll take over from there. So That's called setting, resetting minimum idle authority. And it's something that most people can't do at home. It's something they don't understand. And they don't understand the process. And they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing, and if they skip a step, it it's all for naught. But the really impressive thing is, is that Mike figured this out on his own, and I'm pretty proud of him. Uh, he he wanted to. He sent me pictures of his old idle air control motor. Um, he he says that what was really happening was, is as the idle was fluctuating wildly up and down, it was because the idle air control motor was a step behind itself. And so because of the dirt and the grime inside the orifice and because the idle control motor was old and really filthy, then at that particular point, everything was delayed. And he's right. He's 100% right. But the most important thing is is that he tried a throttle position sensor, and that didn't solve the problem. He tried a low pressure switch, and that didn't solve the problem, the low pressure switch on the air conditioning unit. But the bottom line is is the idle control motor um, wasn't idle and, the engine right, and he said, I did see the engine wasn't idling right. For example, even without AC, the engine would sometimes idle at 200 RPM at a stoplight in drive. But I had gotten used to the low idle and thought it was normal, and especially since it wasn't causing any problems with the drivability when I had the AC and I didn't have a check engine light. What he's saying is, is that he had problems with the air on. But he also had this other little problem with the air off, and he ignored that problem. Come to think of it, and he'll agree with me, he should have gone for the idle problem first <laughs> and and forgot about the air conditioning idle problem. Let's deal with the idle problem with no AC. Let's fix it first. Here's the bad news. I'm here to tell you that he could have had this professionally diagnosed and fixed. Um, if he would have given all the symptoms, because he had them, but sometimes men and women don't give us all the symptoms because they make the decision that this is irrelevant, and in fact it's not. But he probably spent more money guessing than it would have cost him to have it professionally done. He did go to a shop, and the shop was able to duplicate the problem. And uh, but the real, the real key here was. When he writes, he had an idle problem without the air conditioning, and sometimes he'd see 200 RPM. That to a guy like me with gray hair, boom. that would We would have picked up on that in a heartbeat. All right. I wanted to tell you, too, 602-508-0960, if you have a car question or a car problem, 602-508-0960. So I get an email. It says, um, I got my car into the shop, and it's a Titan. It's 98,000 miles, and I... It's a 2006, so it's nine years old. It's got 100,000 miles on it. Um, I'm told by my repair shop during an oil change that the hoses are or original should be replaced. Can you recommend a brand and manufacturer of hoses and a location to obtain the hoses? And the answer is, is that I believe that you should find a name brand hose with a name that you've heard before, like Goodyear, Daco, Napa, Gates. Now, folks, I'm going to draw a distinction here. Goodyear makes belts and hoses. And I am a huge fan of Goodyear belts and hoses. The industrial product side of the Goodyear name is a really great company that makes a fine product. I get called on this all the time. That's the reason why I'm giving you my disclaimer. I don't sell Goodyear tires. I don't install Goodyear tires. I don't like Goodyear tires. Okay? So there's a difference because the company has two different product levels. And uh, I sell Goodyear belts and hoses. I don't sell, install, or like Goodyear tires. OK. So anyway, when you talk about that, and I tell him um, that the real question to the shop is, is can I get another summer out of these belts and hoses? And if the answer is yes, then next April or May you need to deal with it. But if not, then now's the time. But I agree that a nine-year-old car with 100,000 miles with the original hoses and belts that, excuse me, is a car that, that has to happen. That's a repair that has to happen. Um, I also had a gentleman call me, and, and uh, he basically said, okay, he said that he has an old Ford van, and it has a really bad air conditioning freon leak. And he called a couple shops, and they said it was like three thousand, thirty-five hundred dollars to fix it. What, what should he do? And I said, well, and he also told me he lived on the other side of the valley from me. He lived in Carefree, and I'm in in Tempe. So I said plan A is is go to this link, the best car repair shops and find a shop close by you and I suggested a shop and he writes back and he goes this may be kind of embarrassing to you but um it actually is the sh- is the shop you said I should go. And I said that's not embarrassing to me at all. <laughs> the question is is did you pay for a diagnostic? Does that 3000 or 3500 represent what? Or was that a telephone kind of call? You see, because when you call us on the telephone sometimes, and if you there's certain things that consumers say that tells us that we may not want you as a customer. If you tell us about how many shops you've been to and how all of them are jerks, no one's been able to fix your problem. You you tell them exactly how to fix it and they can't fix it, they won't fix it, and you're looking for it, that's that's a bad deal. I speak for many shop owners when I say to you, that's not the kind of customer. Because if no one else could please you, why would I be stupid enough to think I can? All righty, Lou, you stay right there. You're first in line. We're going to take a break. When we come back, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back.
3: Mark Levin says the numbers don't lie.
4: Murder's way
5: up in Manhattan. Murder way up in Baltimore. Murder way up where the, the Democrats have interceded with their war on the cops. And who's hurt the most? Blacks are hurt the most. Most of the people being slaughtered are black people. By black people. So I want to congratulate Barack Obama. You jerk. Look what you've done.
3: Mark Levin, weeknights at 6, right before the Seth Leibson Show at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The
6: Patriot. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004... They won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com.
5: This is Ron Sega at Guns Etc. We're celebrating Dad. So this weekend, we've decided to have our biggest event in the 27-year history of our store. Free ammo with every firearm. 50 to 150 bucks off selected firearms. Someone will get to shoot for free for an entire year at our shooting simulator. In 27 years, I've never done anything like this. Someone's going to win a lifetime membership for front sight shooting training in Nevada. 480-963-4311. That's this weekend
0: only. Wow. I can't believe I'm doing this she fell in love with my blue eyes but that love is dead yeah been wearing old contacts now my eyes are all red girl why'd i run out of contacts i see nothing clear itchy eyes old oh, oh, lenses i can't oh, hold my tears run out of contacts wish i could see
6: Get free expedited shipping on all app orders.
3: Never run out of contacts. 1-800-CONTACT. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next.
4: Um, Dad?
3: Uh, yeah, sweetie?
4: Is that a little plumbing manual?
3: Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Looking to know what's up on the Dennis Prager Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. The Patriot.
2: Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. We have open lines available. Luke is on the line, and I'm going to get him in just a second. But if you don't want to give us a call, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair real quick. Since 1970, Thompson's Auto Repair has been providing expert auto and light truck repair and maintenance services to customers in Mesa. Thompson's Auto Repair at Main and Stapley, centrally located, is the only auto repair shop in Mesa that I have been able to find that can pass the muster that I've created. Brian says this. Brian says, we will tow your car anywhere in Mesa for 5 miles for $35. So if you want to go from point A to point B in Mesa, it's $35. After that, it's $3 a mile. $35 from to anywhere in Mesa up to five miles is $35. You, you just can't beat that. He said, if you bring it to my shop and your repair bill is $150 or more, not including tires or batteries, if your repairs bill is $150 or more, then you don't pay a tow. So this is something new he's going to try. And I applaud him because this is a good thing, because he has tow trucks, and he's saying, you know what? I think I can make people's lives easier and better. So I'm going to go over again. He'll tell you anywhere from, from inside and to Mesa for up to five miles is $35. Free towing to the shop with a repair of $100, $150 or more, but batteries and tires aren't included. That's Thompson's Auto Repair. If you need a tow for 35 bucks you can have your car towed from there to a shop that you like, or you can have it towed from there to a storage area or from there to a junkyard, whatever you want. But 35 bucks up to five miles. All righty, good morning to you. How can I help you?
5: Yes, good morning, Mark. Uh, um, uh, two questions uh, I have at Plymouth, 1996, 3-liter uh, uh, engine six-cylinder, and uh, manufactured uh, July 1996. The uh, first question is air conditioning. Uh, I filled it out with free friend last uh, year, and this year all of them were gone. I took it to the mechanic, and he said that there is all piping, everything is good. The leak is in the compressor. And I've got, at this point, 55,000 original miles. The car is old, but not too many miles on it. Uh, so I, uh, I I just wanted to authenticate that if there is uh, sometime a leak around the uh, uh, compressor or from the compressor. And when I asked him, he said, yeah, that need to be changed. That's my first question. And the second one is the tank gauge on the... Um, on the, on the dashboard, the tank gauge reader, when it's full, is there, it indicates that the tank is full. And when it goes to a three quarter of a tank, it keeps uh, fluctuating and the uh, light for the tank empty, for the empty tank light, that hazard light comes on and off. And when okay. it comes on and off, off on and off, the, uh, the, the gauge,
2: Fluctuate with it as well simultaneously. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, what you want to make sure is that the shop isn't saying it's the compressor because they can't find anywhere else it's leaking. Okay. So you don't want to end up with a uh, $1,200 to $1,800 air conditioning compressor and refrigerant and all that kind of stuff, or let me say $850 to $1,200 for an air conditioning compressor, and then find out you have another leak after that. It's it's possible that we have two leaks. But we don't want to replace something based on the odds of it being this. Or there's a problem with respect to, um, um, let me get this phone, uh, with respect to, uh, I can't find anything, so it has to be the compressor. So he has to hang his hat on the compressor, at least that's the big one. Um, and yes, the front seal. Of the, of the Chrysler compressor uh, on all compressors. The front seal is always suspect. And usually it'll throw oil, and there'll be oil all over the front of it, the compressor. And when you stick your sensor up there, it'll beep. And if you put dye in it, you'll see dye out of the nose of the compressor. So that, yes. The case itself comes in all compressors have two or three pieces that are together. And oftentimes the case will split, and we'll leak out of the case. Usually, when you have a leak, you have a little bit of oil residue around the leak, and it's very obvious. As far as your gas gauge is concerned, go to a Chevron station and buy some Tecron gasoline treatment. The sending unit inside the gas tank looks like a piano. And as the arm rubs up and down the piano keys, it sends a different signal to the gauge. Your car is old, and your, your gas is probably varnished up, and there's probably some contamination on the keys of the piano inside the tank where the fuel sender rel- lives. So in your particular case, we're going to try something that I've used and is successful at least half the time. And as long as we can keep keep those piano keys cleaned up, um, then we're going to be good.
5: Okay. And the, the other possibility is this,
2: that you, you have to go in there and replace it. And if you're going to go in and replace the fuel sending unit, do the fuel pump at the same time. Because if you've not done a fuel pump, you'd be due. So I do both of them together if you're going to do them. Or under the very worst of conditions, in six months from now, the fuel pump takes, uh, goes to fuel pump heaven, and you say to the shop, while you're there, do the sending unit as well. Okay?
5: Okay. What is the name of that uh, 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 fluid or liquid uh, that I need to take it from Sheraton? I'm sorry. What was that?
2: Freon. Freon, oh, okay. Techron? No, 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 no. The fluid that you put in the gas tank is going to be yes. a Tech Techron additive, a Techron gasoline additive. Okay.
5: Very good. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
2: Well, oh, you bet. Thank you for calling. All righty, Bill. Good morning to you. How can I help you this morning?
5: Yeah, you know, I have a '91 uh, Lincoln Continental with a uh, bad miss, and I was wondering what shop in North Scottsdale could you recommend?
2: Do you live anywhere near Frank Lloyd Wright in Hayden? Yes, sir. Okay, I would go to Air Park Auto. Air Park Auto is uh, Stacy and Nadine. were friends of mine, and we go back to the early 90s. Okay. And Stacy passed away from um, leukemia, and Nadine now runs the shop. And trust me when I tell you that there's no technician that I've ever met that's going to be able to pull the wool over this lady's eyes and, uh, and and make her believe a lie about car repair. She's very, very, very good. So you're going to a lady run operation, and um, this is how you should do it, if, if I may be so bold. You call them up to make an appointment, and you say, what's your diagnostic for an engine miss? And I think the numbers are going to be somewhere between 75 and $150. That's the diagnostic portion. Now, if we find a bad vacuum line, then typically the diagnostic pays for the labor and the vacuum line. Yeah, typically, Because it. the labor and the vacuum line might be 20 bucks. However, most of the time it's going to be, no, you have a bad coil, a bad crank sensor, a bad plug wire, a bad plug, or something like that. So you have diagnostic, then you have the part, then you have the labor to replace the part. So that's the conversation you should have. But uh, it is a really good auto repair shop, and I'm really proud to tell you that I don't think I've ever had but one complaint about them in 10 years.
5: Fantastic. Thank
2: you very much. Sure. appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome, Bill. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I want to tell you about Larry Harker's Auto real quick. And Larry Harker's is at 38th Avenue and in Indian School, and he's been around for a very long time, since 1967. So auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, it's a great place to go. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and in Indian School, then you're really close to one of the shops that's been under the same management and had the same name for probably longer than anybody I know. And when you have that solid of a reputation, and you do that good of work, then I am proud to tell you about Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and in Indian School. The rest of our car repair shops, the best car repair shops, are on my website at MarkSalem.com. You can always stop and take a look. 602-508-0960. We'll be back talking about cars. You're welcome to call in. The lines are wide open. We'll be back right after this.
4: This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be.
7: Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, RainTree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Solette Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. RainTree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best Glasurit paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by raintreeautobodyinc.com.
1: There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take, fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and antioxidant-rich krill oil together in one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can reduce your risk of coronary heart disease. It also promotes joint comfort in just seven days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. But only by calling 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Call now for your free bottle. 1 800 679 5745. That's 1 800 679 5745. This is NASCAR driver Kurt
3: Busch, and I am proud to support our nation's veterans. Do you know you can get a faster decision on your disability compensation claims by filing an electronic fully developed claim, or e claim, on e benefits? Take it from a guy who lives his life in the fast lane. Faster is better. Visit ebenefits.va.gov today to learn
6: more. eClaims, online VA claims made simple. A message from the Department of Veterans Affairs. Check out the Seth Leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Become
3: a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters.
4: All about that demon, the automobile, the monster with the
2: polyglass wheels, the end result. The Welcome TV. back, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I know the phones are ringing and Jeremy's working really, really hard. Let me tell you a day in the life of Mark Salem. I get a call from an insurance company. Someone's got their car at a repair shop. The fuel is supposed to be contaminated. And as a result of the contamination of the fuel, there is a kit installed that costs almost $10,000 that needs to be put on this diesel truck. The question to me is, is can you tell, tell us about the contamination? So my job is, is to answer the question, what's contaminated? Now, let me give you a couple of examples first of all let me tell you I don't have a dog in this fight so I'm only after the truth okay so I don't care if they pay the claim or if they don't pay the claim I don't care and I'm nobody's hired gun so all the insurance companies that call me they already know that I'm not writing the report that they want I'm writing a report answering the question we agree on nevertheless so the question is 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 there contamination did a young Child, stick a gas or a water hose inside the tank. Did someone sabotage the truck? Did someone nefariously introduce uh, transmission oil or butter or um, put something in the tank? Is it dirt? Is it trash? The bottom line was is that the the, the repair shop was saying that it's fuel contamination, therefore we need to do ten thousand hours worth of work. But in reality, my report clearly said that the contamination they spoke of was on the outside of the filter housing, the fuel filter housing. Number one, we had no records that the fuel filter had ever been changed in 100,000 miles. Never changed in 100,000 miles. So when you take the filter out, the, f- the, f- the diesel fuel comes through the filter, and it and it goes from the outside of the filter to the inside of the filter, and then it's delivered to the injectors. So what's on the outside of the filter is the accumulation of trash. Carbon, dirt, water, whatever—over a hundred thousand miles. So yes, I agree that the fuel filter housing is contaminated, but it's contaminated with what I expect it to have, which is dirt, dust, you know, solid material uh, that that comes into your fuel. Small stuff, and this is a ten micron oil or fuel filter, so it's going to take care of some really small pieces of trash. So the answer is is that there is no contamination. What they're pointing to as contamination is not contamination, it's what we expect. And the real problem that I saw was is that this same shop had been doing oil changes and had done 11 oil changes on this truck over uh, 100, 107,000 miles. They did five air filters, they did 11 oil changes, but the customer never asked for a fuel filter, the shop never told him about a fuel filter, but the shop sure was hitting a home run for a 10 grand repair. So, this didn't need a 10 grand repair. We need to get the fuel system in order, we need to drive it, those injector codes almost surely will go away, and we're back to square one. And the cost associated with that might be $200 versus $10,000. Just kind of be careful. But if you suspect that you have a contamination problem, or you suspect that your car has been damaged by others, it is a good idea to get your insurance company involved, because most of them hire experts to go out and answer the question. Maybe you won't like the answer sometimes, but maybe you will. But the fact of the matter is, is in my opinion, you are best served by getting your insurance company involved. And if, some, if your car is damaged by others, um, the insurance companies tell me it's not a mark against you, because you weren't even there when somebody contaminated the fuel system. Okay, Jeremy, who was that gentleman? Kevin, good morning to you. How can I help you?
4: Hi, good morning. How are you?
2: Good. Thank you for asking.
4: I have a 1990 Suburban, and uh, this is an air conditioning question. Yes, sir. Uh, it blows full. It's perfect. There's I, I nothing wrong specifically with the AC system, but it is an older Suburban. It doesn't have an electric fan on the front of it. So come summertime, at traffic lights and traffic. The engine temperature creeps up, and the AC stops working efficiently. So, I my mind I had an electric like fan, is a uh, auxiliary fan on the front of the radiator. Can you kind of point me in that direction? Am I on the right track? what would you recommend?
2: No, no, you you're not on the right track, and you're going to be really disappointed. Um, okay. And 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 half the guys out there are going to say that I'm full of um, cow manure right now, but but. Your car was never designed for an electric fan. The radiator is not designed for electric fan. It's a bad okay. idea to put an electric fan. The good idea is is fix the airflow problem. I hope you have the shroud on well, there. I was going to keep the mechanical fan. The meca- it was just going to be an additional electric. Okay, fan. but but if your mechanical fan is working right then there's no problem with airflow when you come to a stop and that's the problem you're okay. describing to me is okay. if you if you were to if when you go 50 60 70 80 and in that suburban 90 and 100 miles an hour then there's so much airflow across that condenser we're dissipating heat the air conditioning is working perfectly the problem is, is when you come to a stop, we still need that airflow across that radiator. So as long as you got your shroud and you got a good fan clutch, and don't you dare buy one of those twenty nine ninety fives. That fan clutch on your suburban is gonna cost you a hundred to one hundred and thirty dollars. But it's gonna be a good one. My dad used to buy the 29.95s on his three-quarter ton GMC, and I would replace them about every season. And yeah, they had a lifetime warranty, and yeah, I eat the labor. But finally, one day, I said to my wife, "I'm going to buy him an AC Delco or a Motorcraft or what? I'm going to buy him a quality uh, fan clutch. I put on a fan clutch, never to see him again, and never to see him for that reason again. some uh-huh. okay.
1: I've <laughs> so, done those before,
4: so I. I'm familiar with the process. Uh, All right. So, then when you but, go get one, get uh, a GM version or go to like the uh, neighborhood auto parts store
2: and get one? You're, I would suggest you go to Pebboys or to go to Parts Authority. All right. Um, and those are the two big parts stores that I'm real familiar with, and they're going to have a good name brand fan clutch, and you're going to recognize the name, and you'll be happy. Well, thank you very much for calling, Kevin. Good luck to you, buddy. And uh, the lines are wide open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back.
3: Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Mark Levin, Fox News, and Breitbart, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960thepatriot.
4: Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe.
6: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. Thunderbirdautomotive.com. Celebrity voice
3: impersonated. Folks, this weekend only, Guns Etc. celebrates fathers with the biggest event in the history of the store. Free ammo with every firearm purchase. 50 to 150 bucks off selected firearms. Someone will win a free year of shooting at our simulator. Someone's going to win a free lifetime membership for frontside shooting training in Nevada. Folks, we may never do this again. There'll be specials and prizes all over the store. Give us a call at 480-963-4311. This Saturday
7: and Sunday, June 13th and 14th only. Nothing anywhere will top this. We have a free Money Matters Retirement Seminar at 1 p.m. today at Hilton Phoenix Mesa. If you're retired or retiring soon, don't miss it. Find out how to properly diversify your retirement portfolio, what you can do to plan for cost of living increases, why a sell strategy is as important as how much you save, the best time to take Social Security, and much more. You still have time to attend. Pre-register now at MoneyMatters.net. That's MoneyMatters.net or call 800-994-0302. Or get in your car and just come on out. If you're
3: looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today.
7: Be sure to check out The Patriot's listener deals. Shop online and save big on quality items and services. Visit 960thepatriot.com and click on the listener deals banner.
3: 960 The Patriot.
2: Welcome back, everybody, 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and the phone number and the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about Kurtz Auto Repair. Kurtz Auto Repair is at I-17 and Bell Road. Kurtz Auto Repair is a really good shop. Kurtz Auto Repair has made me look twice as smart as I I would normally otherwise look. (laughs) Kurtz Auto has fixed cars sometimes that I didn't think anyone could fix. And Kurt's Auto has fixed customers sometimes. Kurt and his wife and his staff are really good. And they are the winners of the 2015 Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. So he works on domestic and imports, both gas and diesel. He's certified, he has ase certified technicians. But he's a really good shop. He's a guy you'll really like. And here's the best part. Some, If you're a new customer, sometime later, after your first visit, his wife will deliver some homemade goods to you, baked goods to you, and that's their way of saying thank you for trusting us to fix your car. That's something people did in the 50s, 60s, and the 70s, but Kurt continues that, and I think that's a great thing. So Kurt's Automotive, I-17 and Bell. You can't go wrong with old Kurt. He's on the show every once in a while, and him and I sure have a heck of a lot of fun. So, we're going to go to the mailbag, and we're talking about um, oh, here's a good one air conditioning system. It doesn't blow quite as nice as I think it should or did last year. What should I do? And I have an answer for you. It may not be an answer you like, but it's an answer it's what's best in your best interest. First of all, there's no such thing as a dipstick on the Freon in your air conditioned car. I don't care if you have a Mercedes Benz or BMW or an Audi. There's no such thing and there's no one that's going to be good enough to look at the ambient temperature chart, look at the humidity chart, measure the condenser airflow, measure this, measure that, look at the gauge readings and say oh yes you're a quart low or you're three ounces low. That ain't going to happen. However, here's the good news. The good news is is we have technology that we never had before. Let me give you a stereotypical, um, let's check your air out. Your Your shop sets all this in advance so you know what this plan is. So you bring the car in and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to check the fundamentals. I'm going to grab a hold of the suction line, and it better be cold. And I'm going to grab a hold of the high side line, and it better be hot. I'm going to look for obvious leaks. I'm going to check your air conditioning out. I'm going to make sure you have all four blower speeds. I'm going to do what I need to do. Check the belt. Make sure it's not slipping. Make sure there's not a bunch of oil being puked out of the front of the compressor. I'm going to look for that. Then I'm going to suck all your refrigerant out. And this is something we have now that we never had before. I'm going to be able to measure it in ounces. Now, let's say that you have 30 ounces of refrigerant. And it'll say in your car, and in documents I have, and every shop has, how much your car holds. Let's say you have 30 ounces. We now know today that it's more important than ever before to put you back at 30 ounces. So we take out 10 ounces. Ooh, you got 10 out. And then I say to you, how long has it been since you serviced the car? And you go, gosh, I don't remember, five years or longer. You know what? I just want to put Freon back in it and let's see what happens in 12 months. Is that okay with you? I don't want to spend a bunch of money hunting down some small leak that you might have. Is that okay with you? That's what shops usually say. So I'm going to take out your 10. I'm going to clean it, filter it, and remove the moisture. And I'm going to put it right back in your car. But then I'm going to add 20 ounces of fresh virgin or recycled refrigerant to bring you to a total of 30. Now, I'm going on the 134, it's about $3 an ounce. So, 20 ounces at $3 an ounce, Jeremy, is that 60 bucks? Yep. So, so then you've got a about $100 for the service, plus $60 in extra refrigerant, plus sales tax. Boom, you're done. So, it, it that's easy. And you're out of there for I think most everybody's out of there for about 150 bucks. So between 125 and 150 dollars is the average. So, if you got a car that's three, four, five years old and it blows nice but not perfect, then this is an option for you. Ask your shop, can you take out what I have? Will you clean it? Now, there's some shops that are going to, on the basic service fee, which is about 100 bucks, I said, that pulling yours out, cleaning it, and putting it back in is included in the hundred. But some shops. Want to surcharge on that 10 ounces of a a dollar because they're going to charge you a dollar per ounce to clean it. Some shops are going to take the 8 out, clean it up, and sell it back to you. So you can ask your shop how they want to do it. I think the overwhelming majority of us um, are going to take yours out, clean it, and that's going to be part of the service. So we're going to give you back what you had. And sometimes, if if you have 30 ounces, we'll pull 25 out clean it up and put it back in, and then we'll give you five more, we'll sell you five more, and you're done. So five times two, $3 an ounce is 15 bucks. so now you're at 115 if their service starts at 100 bucks, which is about an hour's worth of time. That's kind of how it works out. But this equipment is new stuff. This is new technology. It's been out. We start testing this equipment on behalf of AC Delco and General Motors two and a half, three years ago. So we had a machine two and a half, three years ago. Since then. They refined the machine with help of guys like me who made constructive suggestions about this is what we think you should change, and this is what we like and what we don't like. But there was other people involved in the the test procedure, so I'm not the only one. But the idea is is that today we have a machine for R12, which is the old refrigerant. We have a machine for the 134, which is the new refrigerant. And now we're going to have a new refrigerant that's slightly flammable. And I want to tell you the new refrigerant, which is called 1234 is slightly flammable, and I don't like that idea at all. And I think it's a bad idea, and I can't believe that the car makers are going to put a gas that's flammable in your air conditioning system. Because when you have a front end collision, almost always we are going to pierce the condenser that's in the front of the car, in front of the radiator. The condenser is full of refrigerant, and I think the potential for fire and explosion is a lot more than what we have today, which is zero. Because 134 and 12 are not flammable, but when we start using a hydrocarbon, propane and stuff like that in the refrigerant, it becomes flammable. So, for me, until this kind of gets vetted out by others, I'm not buying anything with 1, 2, 3, 4 refrigerant in it. I'm just not. I'm not going. And if that prevents me from buying a new truck for the shop, then that's what it'll, I'll do. I'll buy a year-old one or a two-year-old one. I'll do something different, but I'm not going to expose my staff or my family to a, to a refrigerant that's flammable. Now, the other side of the coin is going to say this. Oh, Mark, you, we got gas in the back of your car. And I say, yeah, so what? Well, you can be rear-ended, and sometimes there's a fire. Yes, I, I understand. And your point is? The point is is that we don't want to surround the occupants uh, with, with the flammable gas. And we don't have gasoline leaking into the passenger compartment. And then, if somebody were to light a match to light a cigarette or to, you know, whatever, if you have a, a, a super concentration of this refrigerant that's inside the passenger compartment, although the risk is very minor, there is a possibility of an explosion. And we don't have that with gasoline because we have the gasoline system captured very well. We have all kinds of, of systems that we're going to suck the fumes off the tank. It's called the evaporative system. And we're going to take the fumes off the tank. We're going to burn them through the engine. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But there's the, the, there is no fumes from the, the, the tank and the fuel system. We're, we're handling those internally. And we're going to take them, suck them out of the canister, into the motor, out the tailpipe, boom, we're done. So those are just things that uh, you might want to look at if you're buying a new car. But the air conditioning issue, my advice to those of you that are faced with air conditioning issues, if you haven't serviced your car in two or three years, um, and you're just not happy with the performance this year, then seek out a shop that has the ability to take your refrigerant out, clean it up, put it back in, and ask them, how are we going to be billed on that? And then what's your price? And I think, like I said, I'm actually, whenever I quote prices, I quote prices over my own just to kind of compensate for the market. So if I'm at 250 an ounce, then I'm going to tell you it's $3 an ounce. And that means it could be $4 an ounce at some shops. It, it's OK. Those are decisions that you make. Uh, I would strongly suggest that you not chase pennies, nickels, dimes, and single dollar bills. Uh, I suggest that the relationship is far more important than what effectively could be a $3 swing from one bill at one shop to the other. Labor rate is another one of the that falls into that same category. The average labor time billed in my shop over 32 years has been three hours. Obviously, some are 20 and some are a half an hour. But the average is three hours. Now, if I'm at $100 an hour and the guy down the street is $105 an hour, the average says that the b- difference between our two bills is $15. I don't think you should come to me to say $15, and I don't think you should dump him because he's $15 higher. Because three hours times $15 difference is 15 bucks, Or three hours times five, I should say, is $15. So there's in my geographical area, along with other people's geographical area, the average repair shop of 28 shops in my geographical areas is $116 an hour. And I'm at 112 and the there are a few dealers that are at 138. So that might make a difference to you, but in reality, most of the time, your average ticket price is three hours or less. So if you're going to make a decision based on 112 versus 116, that's four dollars an hour. You're talking about 12 bucks. And I I strongly suggest, and and I'm the cheaper guy, so I'm telling you, don't come to me because I'm $12 cheaper. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that. Um, Just uh, The relationship is is far more important. So when we come back, we've got open lines available. Jeremy's at the board. I can hear him snoring in my one headphone. I get you in my other headphone. And um, I can hear him make all kinds of body sounds that I can't really describe to you right now, but I think I'll just let your imagination run wild. But the idea is the phone lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And let me just see what else I have that I answered last week. Oh, I had a 70-year-old guy write me the nicest compliment. His daughter lives in uh, Scottsdale. She took her car into a shop. Um, it was an overheat condition. They did a water pump and a radiator. At the end of the day, they drove it. It overheated again. And they said it needed tremendous engine works for $3,000. He lives in Tucson. He's 70 years old He says no. So he talks to somebody in Tucson who says, you got to go see Mark Salem. So they took it to my shop. I don't even know it. The car comes in. We find the thermostat's in upside down. We replace the thermostat and flip it over, and the car is now fine. The symptoms are gone. He says to me, was this fraud? Did they purposely Make it overheat so they could sell $3,000 worth of engine. And I said it's one of two. It's either fraud or the technician was young and inexperienced and he accidentally, not intentionally, put the thermostat in backwards. That's happened to me. That's happened to my staff before. And it typically is because they're a young, somewhat inexperienced technician. And it's happened, and I see it a lot, but we. Through the grace of God, we only that only happens to us maybe once every three years. And it's typically, like I said, a young technician that we've just hired. So I can't tell you whether it's fraud or whether you had a young technician. I can not tell you that I wouldn't go back there. <laughs> and I can tell you I would go talk to them about the duplication of labor, where they charged you labor and a thermostat, and so did we, and that you should get a refund, especially when it was put in backwards. And we gave you the old thermostat to deal with that. But don't tell him don't tell that of the shop that we beat him up or anything like that. Just tell him we fixed your car and that you've got two hundred miles on it and it's running fine and it doesn't overheat anymore. So you know that the swapping of the thermostat is appropriate and it fixed your problem and you don't need three thousand or thirty five hundred dollars worth of car repair done. So perhaps you should talk to your technician, Mr. Shop owner, and explain to him that this looks like fraud. It probably smells like fraud, but I hope it isn't. But I won't be back. Something like that. can you stay there? And I promise you'll be my first caller when we come back at about three and a half minutes after.
0: We'll be right back after this.
3: This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only.